Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you're listening, around the world, this is Sedona Talk Radio. Hello, and here we are again. This is Helena, Helena Steiner-Hornstein, speaking to you from Europe live this time. Uh, I'm speaking to the whole world uh, again after one month when we did it in Swedish only, although I wasn't in Sweden at all times. I actually recorded most of the shows. This time it's live. So we will see what happens. <laughs> I've had a few questions come up, uh, and uh, I have them written down. Unfortunately, my beautiful printer didn't work today, simply because I ran out of ink. And uh, where I'm located in a little village in Spain, up in the mountains, very fashionable and everything, but they don't sell ink for printers. <laughs> One of those things that's missing. Instead, they have beautiful restaurants and bars and and hotels. Anyway, I have had uh, a few people uh, send in uh, questions, and mostly about health, of course, and money. Well, very important these days. People seem to need to know a little bit more how to raise your money consciousness, how to get in there and find out more. Uh, about making your life as rich and happy as possible. And then, of course, we have what I said here, this uh, 2012 or the the 2012 panic, which I've seen around. People always want to know, and they stop me sometimes uh, when I'm walking to a lecture and say, well, what about that 2012? Is it going to happen? And... I'm very calm about this, and I said in the announcement of the program that we're going to get different opinions from different parts of the world, but no, it's not that different parts of the world has different opinions. It's more a social thing. It depends who you are and what you are, how you are educated and what you believe in. Uh, that is what counts and what people believe in what is going to happen. And as you hear, I'm very, very calm about it. Very, very calm about it. And how can that be? Well, first of all, have you ever heard any human uh, make the prediction about nature, about life, that we are leaving up to God? And uh, now the Mayans, and they are the ones who have caused this stir because they drew up a calendar. Uh, was it 5,000 years or before B.C. ago? And uh, everything that is drawn up by a mathematician, mathematician, and they were mathematicians. They were the best ones. And I wonder really why could they be so good? Well, I think maybe because they were in touch with humanity and with nature in a way that we have forgotten. And they studied the universe, they studied the sky, they studied the numbers, they studied everything about nature. And uh, they uh, drew up a calendar that fitted in with their mathematics. And everything that is scientific or mathematical has to start somehow, and it has to end. You have to have a beginning and an end. That is what what mathematics is about. So they put a beginning, and they also put an end to this calendar because an equation has to have an end. So we had that. But who were those people? Uh, the Mayans, well, evidently we knew they were all into mathematics and very, very good at it, and we cannot deny that. But what kind of people were they? Well, if you study them a little bit, you would know they were extremely bloodthirsty people. And if you have seen the movie by Mel Gibson, The Apocalypto, you know a little bit more about them and what they stand for. 
they killed people. They had they bought people who were or they bought children who had no parents, and um, they used them only to get their blood, and they used them for their rituals and so on, and believed that this was what was going to please their gods. They had gods. They didn't have what we have, one power, one unique power that stands above us all. They had gods that had to be pleased, and they did that through human sacrifice and cruelty, and they were very, very cruel people according to history. Uh, I haven't studied the Mayans, and someone asked me who were they and where did they live, and uh, they lived, uh, what I understand, in uh, northern uh, Central America, what is also South Mexico, Guatemala, Honduras. And uh, then someone asked, what happened? Well, no one knows what happened to them. They suddenly disappeared. And what can I say? Maybe they just followed one of their predictions and just disappeared in different directions. There are remnants of the uh, Mayan uh, race here and there in South America. And maybe they just, as I said, they followed their predictions and left. They had a belief that uh, that uh, the, uh, the world was created five times and that it was destro- destroyed four times. And uh, that was their strong, strong belief. They also had a very strong belief in an afterlife. And I notice now with people who believe in this particular uh, uh, situation with 2012, that they believe that uh, if you're a new ager, for instance, you believe you would immediately on that day step up into higher consciousness. If you are a fundamentalist, a Christian fundamentalist, and if you believe in this at all, you believe that, oh, everyone who doesn't believe the way they do will go under and they will just be saved on a white cloud and go up to heaven. And so you have different interpretations of of that particular uh, situation again. But no, what is my personal feeling? I believe that we should keep on living here. Forget what this particular prediction has told us is going to happen and stop all this negative programming right now because if all of us go in different countries and just send out this programming and this fear that something is going to happen on this particular day, maybe some goofball is going to make it happen or that we will, with our united energy, just make things happen because we are so much expecting it. So I make this little plea to you all out there. Stop this thinking and this programming and do not listen to this particular version of an equation that was drawn up thousands of years ago. Make it instead not happen if you believe that it could happen and just program you and the whole world into something positive. And what we all have to do when we have no choice about this, and I believe next month, uh, the month of September, I'm going to go into the environment and I'm going to get people from Europe and I'm going to get people from America and speak about the environment and what we have to do. America, unfortunately, is a little bit behind there, but once America gets going, America gets going, I must say that, America steps up and, and really does something about it. But, you know, here in Europe, we really take care of things in a different way, and we talked about this a lot, that we have, um, uh, with our garbage, for instance, that we put uh, it's automatic we put the glass in one bag and we put the plastic in another bag and we put the recycling uh, this stuff that can be recycled in another bag and so on and then what is very very little left of you know like old vegetables and things 
very often people save that and make a compost and make a little dirt so they can grow something in it. Even people in apartments I've seen do that, and they put little flower pots with that dirt <laughs> in it. So uh, make us stand up and get counted on this and helping saving our world because the time has come and the more we're checking into this and the more we see that um, climate change, I think it's time for us to really get going on that. Here in Mallorca, Spain, where I have spent a lot of time the last few years, in fact, they say that the temperature has now the average of the temperature of the summer and yearly temperatures gone up three to five degrees. That's a heck of a lot of degrees. So uh, maybe we should start thinking about what we can do to help slow up this process of global warming. And you've heard me say that many times. That has nothing to do with the 2012. This is something to do with right now and to, to, to help a good world. It's a great world. And I have had questions here many times over our, um, who, something similar like this. Uh, which ones are the most spiritual people you have met? Which country is more spiritual? Which one is the least spiritual? And I come back to that, what I say about the 2012. It depends on the individual, on the group of people. But I can say that I think uh, Americans always say that the Europeans are more spiritual, and the Europeans always say that the Americans are more spiritual. That is um, uh, not so. They're both very spiritual. It depends on the individual. But I'm amazed. Now, I was in Germany, uh, was it last week or the week before last, and I was amazed to come across so many open-minded and spiritually open-minded people. I was in Bavaria, which is the very south uh, of, of uh, Germany. It's the province around Munich, and uh, which is a very Catholic. I think most people there, if it's a 70% or something, is Catholic, and, and maybe just 15% or so are Protestants. And uh, in the old days, it was important in Germany if you were Protestant or if you were, uh, if you were Catholic. Now I don't think people care as much anymore. But they have become spiritual, and they really are quite spiritual. And they have become vegetarians in many ways, much more than I've seen also in earlier uh, years. And uh, that comes back to another question. I'll get back to spirituality, but um, talking about diet, and I've had people asking me, how come since I started to meditate, I don't seem to be able to tolerate the same foods anymore. And that's true. Once you become more spiritual, you, have, you cannot tolerate certain heavy foods the same way. Very often you cannot tolerate red meats the same way. Or you cannot tolerate alcohol. In fact, you cannot tolerate the heavy alcohol like the, the scotch and the vodkas and the bourbon and so on at all. And if you had that before and you become more spiritual, you will have a serious problem. You could really be knocked out and become physically quite sick from it. That could also be a time when someone can turn alcoholic, uh, but... Uh, and I've seen that also people who have opened up to more spirituality, they have uh, not been able to tolerate uh, alcohol at all and just gone downhill because they couldn't break the habit. And uh, no, but you usually you're okay with beer and with wine. And beer, in fact, grounds you. That has a lower energy than the wine. And uh, it's odd I speak about this, but, you know, that belongs to the knowledge about the above and the beyond of the spirituality. Food is important. And I remember on a talk show once with the old uh, Merv Griffin, for the ones who remember Merv Griffin, and he 
he had become more and more spiritual. And he said it had something to do with the diet. As soon as he got off the meat, he 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 became uh, you know very spirit, spiritual. He could see through walls, and he was uh, very intuitive. But once he got back into the living of the heavy foods and the big meats and the steaks, then he lost that uh, ability and that capacity again. So no, it's the diet is important, and you know myself, I don't eat meat. I simply cannot tolerate meat. I am blood group A, if that has anything to do with it. But um, I cannot handle meat at all. And in fact, I remember years ago, and uh, I had uh, I was newly married at the time in Germany, and in Germany you eat a lot of meat. <laughs> At least you did at that time, and uh, it, it was just a social thing to do to eat a lot of meat. And um, I uh, ate the meat, and I had never eaten so much meat, and I was getting weaker and weaker and weaker, uh, and almost faded away. I could hardly, you know, I could not get out of bed. And one day I just stayed in bed, and I couldn't get out. And doctors were called, and no one understood what was wrong with me. And I just was lying there, and they gave me more meat because they said, oh, they would give you more strength. And I ate the meat, and I was just about going away. And the doctors were very, very concerned what was going to happen to me. And my husband, he was terribly worried. We were newlyweds, and here he had this wife who who couldn't get out of bed and was lying there all white. It was the meat that just cut through all my abilities, my life strength. And what happened one night, and I can tell you that on air, and I haven't told more than very small groups about this. I had this angel appear before me and just gave giving me a message not to eat that food again. Now, in connection with that, I was almost lifted out of my, well, I was actually lifted out of my body, and there I was waving, like back and forth, like in a wave, back and forth. And I heard that sound of om, om, om. (laughs) And I had at that time never heard that sound. I didn't even know what it was. But I remember that, how it just was going through my body and was so powerful. This was an incredible spiritual experience for me. And yes, food matters. So after that, I just asked for, you know, I didn't tell anyone about this experience. I didn't quite understand how to put it. And I made it a very, in a very simplified version right now also. And then I just, when I was eating next time, I said, no, I just want a potato and a salad. And the next time, and the next time. And you know, I was getting my strength back. But it took a long, long time to get that strength back. It took weeks before I could even lift one leg out of the bed. That was how little strength I had left. We have no idea how powerful we are as human beings. We are incredibly, incredibly powerful. And we know that once when we have been sick and when we lose that power. But you know, where there is a will, there is power. And that power within you, that is what I call the God energy. And we all have that within you. It's not only from above and around you. It's always right there within you. And if you're one of those right now who is not feeling very well, please know within you there is a place that knows all and sees all. And that is your inner light. You are now so relaxed. And you take a deep breath. And you know that within you there is that power called I am, I am.
and that is your gift from the heavens and you can access that power within you at any time at any time at all because it's there for you at all times and that power within you is yours to keep and it loves you it is your God energy and that is the power within you that I Helena in quote I Helena am activating within you in the session and that is the power that is actually helping you it's not me it is that God power that you have access to at all time and you have it also within you. Isn't that wonderful, everyone? I was going to click on music here for you, but you know, somehow it's not charged up. <laughs> so we will do without it, and it works. Life is full of music within us. You know, there is a higher form of music, which some of us can hear in our dreams. And if you ever do that, feel very, very privileged because it's very powerful and would be very healing for you also. Music is something you really should uh, use as much as possible in your life. Mozart, for instance, has very healing and opening uh, of the chakras energy. And, of course, all these wonderful pieces by so many fantastic new composers in the new age field and of course I use Stephen Halpern an awful lot in this program he's the only music I'm using at this time and he has given me his kind permission to do so at all times so um, uh, and here uh, I saw a little quote here that someone sent me and wanted me to say that on the air. And it says, don't tell God, don't you tell God how big your storm or your sickness is. Tell the storm or your sickness how big God is. Isn't that wonderful? So when it storms in your life, don't tell God how big your storm is and how terrible your storm is. No, you tell your storm, your problem, how big God is. Isn't that great? May I now in this, at this particular time take the opportunity to thank the Swedish-speaking community for listening in to my shows so diligently. We had the highest numbers ever <laughs> during the last show when we had a member of the parliament in Sweden, Anne-Marie Brodin, who spoke about what the new administration uh, is going to do about alternative health programs in Sweden. It has been long waiting, and uh, what uh, people wanted to hear came up. And she mentioned that they are now going to make efforts to bring in such people as chiropractors and acupuncturists into the is a socialized health program, you know, and the, uh, what you call it, the health insurance, and that is going to be accepted to use them. And that is a great, great step forward, and I think people are applauding that. And what I think is that maybe the whole world will follow, and you out there in the world, tell them that it's about time that we can use in our health programs. Also the services of our fantastic chiropractors and acupuncturists. I believe in them fully, and I can tell you personally, after a car accident, of course I use my own inner healing powers, but let's tell each other, we also do need some mechanical help from our fellow human beings. And you have great doctors also, great medical doctors out there. But I wouldn't have been sitting feeling so good about my physical body if it wouldn't have been for those other two uh, uh, fields with acupuncture and chiropractic services. Because when my spine was out 
and the doctors wanted to perform a surgery. I said no. I go to my chiropractor, and I went to my chiropractor, and it took a few times uh, back and forth, but I was fixed without any form of surgery whatsoever. And that is so nice not to have to cut in the body. However, I'm a great believer in surgery also when the time is right. So, no, if everyone could work together, that would be so good. And in it all, use meditation, use your spiritual connection, because everything, whatever you do, will work so much better. And meditation. And the only meditation I use, in fact, on myself and when I'm with my clients is the light meditation. And how do we do with the light meditation? Well, we relax. And we allow that power within us that we know is there for us. We allow that power within us to shine. And once it begins to rotate and shine within you, it would pull in that big universal power from above and you will now be connected. And this works also for the money and for you, not only for the good health, but for your, for your uh, happiness, for your good wishes, and for the affluence in your life, for the riches in your life. Once you open up to the universe, all what you're asking for is coming to you. Again, when you open up to the light of the universe, all those good wishes that you would like to have come true in your life will happen. That will come to you if you now are asking for good health in your life. Just take a deep breath and charge yourself with this wonderful, good energy and allow it to shine through your chest area and from your chest area it will shine way into your arms in through your lower body your stomach and now into your legs into your thighs and into your knees and into your feet and will begin to accelerate the circulation in your feet. And now a whole new ray of light is coming through your body from above. And you take a deep breath as all the old is leaving your body. Yes, all the old is leaving your body. And you replace it with healthy, new, wonderful, positive energy. You are so at ease now. And you begin to feel happy about you. You smile. Yes, you smile. It's nice to smile, isn't it? And you're here in life. And you're going to best make the best you can to make this life a good life. Yes, allow this world to be a good world. And if you begin to send out love to your surrounding world and to those people around you, and you send it unconditionally, absolutely unconditionally. That means, oh, I don't like him. I'm not going to send him any light. And I think she was not nice to me yesterday. I don't think she deserves any more of this good light. And, oh, she has enough. She shouldn't need any more. Boom, you know. Don't be so judgmental. Just send it to you. And the more you send out, the more you are receiving from above, from that higher power, Call it whatever you want. So, 
many people ask me what religion I am. Sometimes people believe I'm Jewish because I have so many steins in my name. And I tell you, there is not a drop of it in my physical body. However, uh, I might agree very much with what the Jewish faith is saying, uh, you know, philosophically. I am otherwise a Lutheran, a Protestant, Lutheran, since forever in my family and way, way, way back, at least a year, well, Middle Ages, I was uh, trying to say since year 1466 when my family home was built in Sweden. But, you know, I don't know uh, what was in that part of the world at that time, but maybe there was because we had, we have some very, very old churches there. We are not in any way religious. I am not religious in in myself. I am spiritual. And what that means when you are spiritual, you are connecting to a higher power without the rules and regulation of a man-made philosophy. And religion is man-made. I can hear someone protesting, say, no, that's made by God. Spirituality is God. And then man took spirituality and put it in a box and called it something and told others, this is the way we have to do it. And we have to follow these rules. Otherwise, we don't belong to this particular religion. And people followed. And they all became the same religion. And then they had a leader who made sure that everything was going to be followed this particular way. And then you wrote books and rules and you made all kinds of commandments. Uh, I don't believe now that the Ten Commandments, although they are in the Bible, are necessarily Christians. Of course, they are the Old Testament, so they are Jewish. But I believe in the Ten Commandments, and I'm so sorry when people out there say we cannot use them and we cannot put them up in the courthouses, on the walls, and so on. I really like to see them there. You know, what's wrong about saying you're not allowed to to kill? What's wrong about saying you cannot, uh, you know, mess around with somebody else's uh, spouse? You know, and that you're not supposed to steal. Is that wrong? You know, and the first few commandments people don't understand. They don't understand what it means. You should have no other gods before me. And who says that and what it really means. But once you understand that commandment, it's a wonderful rule. I spoke with a businessman today, a businessman from Wall Street. And he said, exactly this first commandment, how fantastic it is that we have a power within us, the God energy, and that is the number one. I call that the light. I call the God power, the God energy, the universe. I call that the white light. And why do I call it the light? Well, it's so simple. It's energy. It's the energy of the very highest frequency. And that vibrates. And that moves. You know, that makes us, us what goes with us human beings. Since we are energy and we consist of those uh, oxygen uh, molecules, we have to be in constant movement. Those molecules that we consist of have to be in constant movement. And that goes through our physical body, and that is why when we slow down that we are not making it uh, to the good health uh, box. (laughs) It's important to move. And we are working animals like the horse and the animals and the ox. All those are vegetarians, actually, but they are working animals. And they are moving. And once we close them in and what we're doing now, they become very, very stressful. 
and uh, that is what people are eating. They're slaughtering those animals who have been sitting in boxes for so long. They're drinking the milk from these animals. And, of course, we get those off-balance situations with our physical bodies. And those of you who get my newsletters, uh, you saw in the last newsletter that I say everything has to be in balance. And that's why we get sick, that we are off balance. I have a fantastic diet that restores the balance in your body. It's not my invention. I don't know where it came from. I think it came from Merv Griffin indirectly, and, uh, who was saying what a good diet it was. And uh, or maybe it wasn't. <laughs> I cannot swear, I'm just saying I didn't invent it. It came from a higher source somewhere. But it restores your balance. And even people who have been diabetic have used that diet and they have, they're not diabetic anymore. I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not, going to, I'm not allowed to say these things, but I'm allowed to pass on the diet. So anyone who emails me at... Dr. Helena Info at yahoo.com will uh, and asks for that diet will get it sent to him or her. So um, again, dr. Helena Info at yahoo.com. If you don't get that soon enough, I've had some problems with Yahoo. Uh, so you can also try me at Activale. A C T. I, acti, V-A-L-E, activale, A-C-T-I-V-A-L-E, at gmail.com. And of course, if you go to my website, uh, speakingtoyourheart.com, you can also email me from there. So that would work. So you get that one for free. If you send my uh, send me a reminder and your address and your email address, okay. But it's a great one. And then I have a question here from someone who asked me. You seem, or they say rather, I saw you on your lecture. Thank you. Um, I loved it and I loved your meditation. But how do you stay so slender? Well, that's a good question. You know. I seem to just eat what I like eating, but it wasn't that way. When I was a teenager, I had a little bit more, I was never fat, but I had a little bit more, you know, uh, what do you say, <laughs> uh, soft substance on my bones. <laughs> and um, I uh, was fighting it all the time, and I left out meals, and I decided never to have lunch, and never have breakfast, and I almost killed myself in this process, tried to stay uh, slender. And now I eat all the time. Well, eat the right things for you. It so happens that all of us, each one of us, has one particular substance that tends to make you fat. And most of you know already what that is. Usually it's anything with flour in it, you know, like white bread. Or like in Scandinavia and Germany, you have sauces. I love sauces, you know, but they have a little flour in them. It's not the butter and the cream as much as the breads I have noticed with people. But then we have uh, people who are sensitive to one particular substance of food, rather. And you notice that after a meal... If you tend to be very sleepy after you have eaten something, that is the time you have eaten something that your blood is sensitive to. And when your blood is sensitive to a particular food, you will tend to put on weight because the blood gets what I call it dirty. It can be coffee and then... So many of you have been told, oh, coffee has no calories, and I'm going to continue with that, and that is all nonsense. No, for some reason, coffee doesn't help you get thin. 
It ties the fat in your body. And also, your blood doesn't like coffee in most instances. So most people cannot tolerate coffee. I cannot say it's a 100% rule. There are people who can tolerate coffee, and they do. We are different. It's like some people can tolerate tobacco. Most people don't. You know, some people tolerate sugar. Most people don't. Sugar is another thing you could cut out. And not only the sugar. Um, And if you drink, for instance, the Diet Cokes and so on, stop it. That would tie the fat in your body. And if the Coca-Cola people don't like me to say so, well, they have to prove me wrong. Because when I look at people and I've seen into them my way, I have seen a substance called, you know, Diet Pepsi or Diet Coke or whatever, Diet anything, is worse than the regular Coke and the regular Pepsi. Uh, because it contains something called aspartame. And aspartame is not good for anyone. It really, you have, you tend to have an allergic reaction. Mind you, I have to say again, make this disclaimer, I'm not the medical doctor. I'm speaking out of my own experience. So I'm not telling anyone anything out of, you know, medical book. Well, you won't find it, by the way. So I'm not giving you medical advice. I'm telling you what I have seen out of my own experience. The same goes for all those artificial sweeteners. Then you're better off with sugar. Sounds odd, but it really is so. It's healthier for you than all that artificial sweetener stuff that some people take. You see, when people stop that, and I see it so often, they get off their depressions. They get to have more energy. True, you might get a temporary boost in energy when you take your coffee or you take your cola drinks. But once you you get used to it, and then you, it falls. Your, your system drops, and then it hard for the system to start replacing everything it has lost in that particular intake of that strange chemical (laughs) energy. So, uh, and I know people have followed beautiful diets, everything right, natural stuff, and they have been drinking a Coke with it. No. A beer is healthy for you. A glass of wine is healthy for you. It doesn't mean you're going to indulge in any of those, but sincerely it is. So, uh, and the coffee, and then people think also with the teas, it doesn't have the caffeine. Yes, it has caffeine. Even green tea has caffeine in it. It's hard, isn't it? Once you get into the diets, but if you want to email me and ask for that diet, uh, again, at go to speakingtoyourheart.com and email me from there. See what other questions we have here. Uh, Yes, we came into 212. um, And uh, a woman here is, again, it's 2012, the end of our time, as we know. And I said, no, it's end of a particular calendar. I remember when we ended the uh, 1900s, and I'm sure uh, most of you remember that. And I remember a particular church, a uh, 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 denomination in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and they had a big, uh, they still have a, a big uh, service on Sundays. It's a good church. I'm not complaining about it, and I'm not criticizing it. It does a lot of good work. But the minister there, and bless his soul, he's now in the heavens, he's moved on, he's passed on. But he made in all his sermons statements how everything was going to change at the turn of the millennium. And we're going into the year 2000. And he made all kinds of statements how everything was going to change. And his very faithful followers, and I know a personal case, 
where they sold their house and and kept all the cash and were sitting in a rented apartment with all the water bottles, but again, their minister had said the water bottles would not last more than three or four months, and after that, they will be on their own, and they were waiting for the clock to turn into year 2000, and nothing happened, and nothing happened, and nothing happened. So predictions are human, out of human mind and human science. It's not of God. Only God decides when the time ends. And we are not to predict and turn things around because these things happen. Does it matter when the world ends? Because it's up to our life, your personal life, when that one ends. And that ends when it ends. (laughs) And uh, keep it going as well as you can. It's a good life. You make it a good life. It's up to you what is going to be. It's up to me what's going to be. So so the end times will come when God has so decided. So we are not going to sit here and harp about it. And I get very, very firm on this. I don't want us anywhere in any country to start to program ourselves like these people did for the year 2000. And they sold everything and they sat there with water bottles and cans of food and, you know, everything else and uh, wondering what they were going to do when the clock would strike. So enjoy your life like you will go on forever. Make a good career and make a good family around you and have a good time with it. And uh, see anything more what the Mayans, could any more questions uh, that, well, uh, someone said YouTube talks so much about the Koran and how uh, they also say that only the Lord knows when the t- our time comes. And that goes for our physical lives and that goes for our planet's physical life. And, um, uh, of course, the planet, as you know, we human beings, we go through life cycles and so does the planet the planet is going through life cycles i don't know if the planet has life cycles like we human beings have a life cycle of nine years once we stand in our ninth year it does not mean that we are now going to end our life or that you have lived through nine life cycles or something. No, you can die or you can pass on in in your first life or in your fifth or or second or third or fourth or seventh. That is not what we are going to sit and and schedule uh, anything about that. So I'm going through here more and... um, and, um, do you believe in so-called faith healing? And um, uh, shall I do that for for my sick uh, friend? Uh, you know, faith healing is such a word, and I, of course, have a website called Faith Healing, faith and then dash healing.com. I have regretted that I put that one up because I get... So many, not many, I get a couple a year or something, which is too many, of really stupid skeptics who say, oh, you know, you're just trying to say things. No, it's the result that counts. And anyone who knows uh, me or knows anyone about uh, so-called faith healing knows that it's the activation of your own spiritual ability of healing and we all have that and you don't have to believe in it on the contrary sometimes i get people are such believer in that this is going to work they stop it you know they stop the actually higher energy activation within them they believe in the human way in that they're going to be healed Uh, but they believe, believe again in a human method, in a human way, 
And that doesn't work. No, forget all about believing in it. Just relax and be open. And the best cases that I have worked with have been actually men (laughs) who didn't believe in what I was doing, but they were open. They said, okay, do whatever you like to do. I'm here. I need help. (laughs) And, you know, all of them had turned into great cases or success cases because everyone has been activated. They didn't expect anything. They just sat there and received, open-minded. And that is the way it works. Sometimes you can stop the healing process through your own human belief system that is going to work. I like it the way children do. I say, oh, yes, here's the light. Just let it shine over you. And they say, okay, okay, and they hop away, and and everything is fine. It works. So um, when I send energy to sick little babies or something, and no doctors have been able to help them, you know, it works because they receive the light. And this is not through their minds or anything. They just receive it. Or animals, they receive this light and they do it even long distance, which is so great. Um, So openness, be open. And uh, sometimes, of course, if you come and you are a skeptic and you are a skeptic and you are a skeptic, you are filled with disbelief. That's the same thing if you go to a medical doctor and you don't believe in it, even those medical things will not work with you. If you have a surgery and you don't believe the surgery is going to help you, you know, that's not easy for you to get well from that surgery. And that goes the same with, you know, uh, to receive healing. People believe I sit and pray. No. I, in quote, uh, my higher self, connect with the higher energy called the light. And then I'm just passing that one on unconditionally. I cannot judge saying, oh, he's too old or she's too young or she's too stupid or God knows what, you know, we can imagine or she's too, 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 too much to anything. Then if I do that, I couldn't work. No, I totally, you know, open my eyes and send the energy. Then on the other end, now it's up to he and she to receive. And that should be easy if they don't sit and look at me and say, oh, she can't do it, she doesn't know, she doesn't say the right thing, so she doesn't do this and that. I had a psychologist come to me um, in my office once, and I did all what I usually did, but this was a short, was uh, like, um, I think it was a 20-minute session or something like this, which is enough. And I did everything else. And and she got out to the receptionist there, and then she was angry. So, oh, what is all this baloney about light and blah, 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 and all this la-la land and this and that. And the receptionist came back to me and told me, and I said, well, send her back in. Right then I had uh, had a break for a half hour or whatever. So I asked her to come back in, and I, in a way, yelled at her, and I said, here, you come in, and you, and you uh, expected me to do a regular meditation that you are teaching that relax your feet and relax your arm and relax and now swallow the saliva and feel how the saliva goes through your body. I don't do that. And now you stop and sit and do those, make up all those conditions, how I am going to do my connection to spirit. And I, in a way, you know, almost yelled at her and she listened with big eyes. She was surprised that I would speak this way. And I did my way, and she did follow totally unconditionally. She was good that way. She was not stupid. She was bright. And afterwards, she said, my God, this was wonderful. Thank you. (laughs) You know, 
Isn't that amazing when we stop judging how everything works so well? So whoever you go to, it does not matter what that does with you. If you sit there and make a judgment, it's not going to work. And I'm sorry if you hear some banging. I think I have a child outside my house here who stands and bangs on something. So I shouldn't be sorry. It's a healthy child. Hooray. (laughs) So no, make no judgment about what anyone is able to do or not to do or someone is not doing it like somebody else's method. We all have different methods. And they all are very, very wonderful. And now we take a deep breath. And I see there's still a couple of questions I didn't uh, get back to. But um, I have my papers here. I've got the diet. So email me. And, oh, yes, different people react differently to food and drink. And we said that. And I just want to point that out again. That once you turn into more spiritual people... Watch out a little bit more. You don't need the same foods and you react more differently to to candy and so on. And you might swell up and and become fatter uh, in a different way from what you... And you see that sometimes with people who are turned psychic or so on, that they have a weight problem. They have to change their diet because they are now in a different frequency. And once you are turning thinner and slenderer, then it's easy. You don't have any problems. You can eat as much as you want. But with the diet, uh, again, you have to move. You have to move. You have to move. And someone says, oh, I don't like walking. Well, you should walk. And if you need something in another room and you need three things, don't pick go all three things up at the same time. No, go back three times. That would change your metabolism and get it to work a little bit faster. And now you take a deep feeling of relaxation, deep breath of relaxation, and feel so good about you. And you know who you are. You are a child of the universe. Yes, you are. You are. Yes, you are. And within you there is a place that knows all and sees all. And that place is called I am the light. And that place listens to all your wishes. Make those wishes good. Make them happy. Make them so you feel more successful. You feel richer. You will condition yourself so more wealth is coming to you, so more happiness is coming to you, so more health is coming to you. Because health is, after all, number one. Once you have your health, you have everything. No man in the world will help you find your health. You love the health within you. Yes, health is your best friend. Cherish, cherish your health and smile. You love that light within you and the light will bring you to health, to good, wonderful health. I am the light and that energy of I am the light is shining within you right now. Yes, the light is shining within you right now. And I thank you for today. I'm Helena Steiner-Hornstein, speaking to you live from Spain in Europe. I should be in Europe for another month or so, and then I should be back in the United States. I shall be in New York this fall. You are welcome to come and see me in New York. Keep in touch with me. And I shall be in South Florida in September. And I shall give seminars both in New York and in South Florida. 
just keep in touch with me, please. And this is Helena with speakingtoyourheart.com, www.speakingtoyourheart.com. And my email is activeale at gmail.com. Thank you so very, very much. Bye-bye.